Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast. I really appreciate you downloading the podcast and giving it the support you have been given. Uh, we are, like I said in the previous podcast, living in um, uh, difficult times around the world. But uh, we're keeping going. We're going to be talking about sports, obviously, but ob- and what is happening around us uh, as we speak. And I've got a friend of the show, a very good friend of mine, uh, Prasan, on the show today. Prasan, hello, and how are you? Hi, Bharat. Uh, great to hear from you yet again. Um, I mean, we've all had, I guess, tough times, but always great to hear your voice. So good, good here. Uh, sort of dealing with... All the tension that's going around. How about you? Yeah, um, in England, things are getting very, very difficult and hard by the day. Um, mm-hmm. We've just had uh, the latest figures, which are frightening. Um, and um, we were just talking earlier, and uh, in terms of how much it's changed in a week, mm-hmm. it's gone from uh, you know thinking that uh, we've got a few weeks to prepare to plan to now realizing that um, it's come here um, very, very quickly and uh, the numbers are rising. We've just had the figures for yesterday, 4,000 cases with unfortunately 280 people dying. Um, Relatively speaking, we're a small island, but uh, the figures are very Mm. frightening. And um, to be fair to the government, they've been very transparent, very supportive. It's good Mm -hmm. that they're sharing information with us and they're providing the support to... um, the people in terms of financial support to individuals and businesses. So in that respect, it's very good. How How is it for you? Oh, um, you know, the cases are obviously going up here as well. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, people from abroad and other states as well have been coming into Bangalore. And, uh, you know, I mean, until now, I guess, until people really realize that it's pretty serious. Uh, we, we, I mean, a lot of people are on the streets, but... Uh, so Prime Minister Modi actually addressed the nation yesterday and uh, he actually, he's actually called for uh, what he termed as Janta curfew tomorrow. So that's on Sunday. And uh, so he basically wants everyone, uh, like literally everyone um, who can really stay at home uh, from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. So we he's also said that we're going to have a small appreciation um, sort of a moment at 5 p.m. wherein we can all come out of the balconies and clap and cheer for the people who have really you know, uh, stayed outside the doctors and uh, media people or, you know, those who have had to stay outside because of their jobs. So I, th- I think it's getting a little bit more serious um, that the government has enforced a whole week of work from home from the coming week. So I think it's getting a lot more serious and uh, hopefully it all dies down because there's literally no sport happening at all. So <laughs> that's pretty bugging as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I did a podcast interview this morning and um, with uh, Nevin um, and he was telling me the situation in Chennai and uh, how people were not really taking it seriously you know um, and I think that message is really really important um, we had um, mm-hmm. a, a, a TV channel yesterday um, they were allowed into northern Italy and they went mm-hmm. and it's frightening uh, the um, news items that they showed of the hospitals and the um, intensive care. They're not units now. They're actually whole hospitals are pretty much intensive care. And okay. Um, okay. the decisions um, the doctors and the surgeons are having to be having to make. 
um, it's like um, this is Italy. Uh, this is uh, you know one of the most advanced countries in the world. With the more, especially in northern Italy, they've got the best health system even in Europe, and they can't cope. And um, okay. mm-hmm. um, we have been told that we're only about two, three weeks. Well, I don't think it's three weeks now. I think in England we're about a week, two weeks away from where Italy is, which is fr- okay. very, very frightening. And um, uh, uh, the the other thing we spoke about was about the sport, where in England everything is in. Um, it was in the middle of uh, you know the season. Uh, at least in India, yeah. you managed to finish the um, football season. You managed to finish the domestic cricket season. So right, right. Uh, not too many uh, things to uh, be decided here. We are in the middle of the football season. The cricket season has yeah. been po- postponed till end of may i think it is now so uh, i'm not sure what's yeah. going to happen but i think the ma- main message is people do need to uh social distance and if possible isolate i think that is the only way that we'll be able to keep uh, the numbers of people dying low absolutely um it's really really important that message it hits home as quickly as possible um mm-hmm. and uh, in england i think it's taken us a week the government yesterday um announced the shutdown of all cafes restaurants bars um so that'll have an impact okay. all schools were shut yesterday colleges universities are uh, closing down now so mm-hmm. um we're not in lockdown situation but it's pretty much getting to that stage and uh, the sooner we can get to it uh, the better i think that's the only way but we've been told it'll be at least 12 months of these restrictions mm-hmm. yeah unless uh, things okay. um, turn out different. But um, how is it affecting you work-wise? Are you working from home? And But like you said, there's no sport. How is it affecting you that way? Uh, well, you know, with I mean, uh, as you said, it's getting a lot more serious. And uh, with every passing day, a lot of our uh, events are being postponed today. A bunch of badminton events were postponed, but... Obviously, the biggest talking point for us as Indians was the IPL and it was supposed to start on March 29th. Um, but that being postponed to April 15th, I, I highly uh, doubt that beginning on that date as well. But, you know, having said that, I think um, we've, we've had a couple of interesting uh, stories coming out of Twitter with, uh, you know, a couple of cricketers involved in question answer sessions and a little bit of banter here and there. So that's pretty much social media is what is keeping us uh, with jobs, so to say, so <laughs> and, and, and uh, keeping the spirits and, yeah, and keeping the spirits high, which is good. This is this is one of the reasons we're still carrying with the podcast, even though there's no sport. Um, talking the IPL, I think it'll be cancelled. What do you think? Um, I think there's a lot of revenue involved uh, that uh, you know we might have to keep into consideration. Um, because I don't think it's just another event which can really, you know, be called off. Uh, really? I mean, the same thing applies to the Tokyo Olympics as well. Um, a lot of lot of money is involved with, in terms of the players, in terms of the logistics, in terms of the advertisers. So I think there's a lot involved and it's it's not that very easy to sort of cancel it. And uh, so there is a conference call that uh, the BCCI will be holding. I'm assuming it's on Thursday. So I think they are going to sort of decide when they actually want to conduct the IPL. And we could be looking at, um, you know, a July or an August to September window. Um, that that being said, I think it could sort of come uh, in between the, the 100 and the T20 Blast as well. So, I mean, we could see a couple of tournaments clashing or, you know, a few even cancelled. So 
hopefully we'll have more clarity on that in the coming weeks as well because ipl is one of those that needs icc clearance doesn't it for the, to be played absolutely i mean it involves a lot of foreign players coming in i think um, the whole issue really popped up when uh, david warner was uh, i mean david warner's visa was rejected so i think that's when the real question came up as to how they can really get the foreign players to come into the country and with many of them being quarantined and going to self isolation including the indian players i feel like um this the tournament could be pushed a lot more longer for a longer period of time and uh, i mean i i don't think it'll be cancelled completely because as i said you know it involves a lot of money and that might be something they might not want to lose out on eventually is september um august um in terms of the weather and the and the and the pitches and the availability feasible mm-hmm. i mean it's okay um i think we'll just be moving slightly into the winter and it's just it's just at the end of spring so uh it's pretty much a decent weather to play in now march and april is the, is are the two months when we generally have the most amount of rain and uh, you know it it really hits us hard and most of the matches here in bangalore have been affected pretty much by the rain uh, over the last few seasons so i mean i, I think it, at the end of the day i think uh, it'll all come into um, consideration when the bcc at the event shall call and uh, you mentioned uh, tokyo 2020 um mm-hmm. and you know it's a huge decision i think it's in july isn't it july august yeah um so they got a few more uh, weeks but uh, in terms of because even some of the qualifying events haven't taken place so do yeah. you see any question any doubts on that because people some some sports uh, sports people are saying you know we need to take a decision on uh, the the olympics what what's your view on this um you know um again the olympics is a huge huge event which involves a lot of athletes coming in from different countries and uh, you know obviously japan is one country which has been affected by the virus a lot uh, more compared to india right now at least so um in in terms of bare logistics and in terms of bare health concerns i feel that uh, it would be in the best interest if if they actually you know push the tournament a little bit but having said that you know you were also speaking about the qualification tournaments a lot of the indian players especially the shuttlers you know saina nehwal kidambi shrikant they were all sort of depending on these qualification events to take place but uh, you know with the badminton association having cancelled all of them until i think the last week of april uh, it really sort of dents their chances of you know qualification and it's pretty much uh, written on the wall that you know they can't qualify so pulela gobichand also the uh head coach of the indian badminton team yesterday actually called for the postponement of the ipl sorry the olympics and a couple of other other ceos also the usa swimming ceo and the Jap- Jap- japanese olympic association um, members have also called for the postponement but the ioc has pretty much remained very stable on the fact that you know they will actually go according to schedule so i mean uh, i think it will be hard luck if some of these athletes can't really qualify but Uh, as for what the ioc is saying i think the olympics might really happen according to schedule really wow that would be a huge call because when you think about um what's happened in uh, japan because they were affected but then to get um 11000 plus athletes there in one area to get su- uh, fa- uh, supporters fans there uh, you're talking two three times that number it's it's a big um 
I was going to say risk, but it is a risk, isn't it, uh, in the cl- current climate? Because somewhere around the world, this epidemic, this pandemic, will be ha- mm. still um, happening. So that's a big, big call. I'm glad I don't have to make it. But um, uh, I do really feel for the athletes, though, um, because, you know, this is what they've been preparing for four years. They've had plans in place, you know, training schedules. Um, and I, I'm not sure what it feels like to have it put back even three, four months, let alone a year. Yeah. And and the fact that um, we just had all our boxes do exceedingly well recently as well. Mm-hmm. That was a real boost for me as well, personally, looking for more uh-huh. athletes uh, to go to uh, Tokyo. And then I was looking forward to the badminton and obviously table tennis. They had a qualifying event in Bangkok coming up. So a lot of things mm-hmm. up in the air. Um, it's it's big decisions have to be, be made in the next few weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was great to see the boxers doing really well. You know, I think it's a big boost to us that we've got uh, eight boxers. I mean, seven or eight boxers going there to Tokyo. Um, the boxing qualifiers obviously were a big, big, boost to us personally as the Indian contingent. Mm. Uh, um, you know, also big guys like Duty Chans, for example, you know, uh, she's she's at 11.22 seconds is her personal best. And she just needs to crack 11.15. But, uh, you know, she was also recently raising concerns that the number of tournaments that she can take part in to really break that um, or make the cut for the Olympics isn't really uh, something that she has right now, which is in her control. So, I, I think the number of qualification events being cancelled, obviously, is a big dent to the chances of the Indian athletes. Um, so, I mean, I think all of these should be taken into consideration. Um, but eventually, obviously, um, what, what we say probably doesn't even matter. So, I yeah. mean, the IOC will take the ultimate call. Yeah. We probably just have to listen to what they do. Absolutely, yeah. So, some big decisions to come in uh, in regards to IPL, Tokyo, and obviously the qualifying events. But some things that have taken place, and this is, um, we were trying to get a schedule where we can talk about this, uh, but world events mm-hmm. uh, have overtaken us. And um, I, I, it's been a few weeks, so we've had time to think and maybe not talk about it straight after the event is the tour of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, what went wrong? Because this is a tour we were really looking forward to. And, um, you know, it'd be a good uh, barometer as to where we are. And obviously, it's part of the World Test Championship as well. But um, yeah. after the T20s, it just didn't happen. What what went wrong? Um, You know, I'm, I'm not too sure what really happened because, uh, you know, we, we lost the ODI series um, 3-0. And then, you know, we lost the... Test series also 2-0. So, I'm, I'm not too sure, you know. I, I guess, like, uh, to really get uh, to get to the level of where uh, New Zealand cricket was, we really weren't there to start off with. And uh, especially in the test matches, you know, the first test match, the batsmen hardly showed any mm. composure. And despite Shaw and Agarwal getting off to decentish starts, uh, they couldn't really convert it into big scores. And um, obviously, the middle order as well, you know, uh, Kohli didn't have a great time. No. Uh, neither did Hanuma Vihari. Pant also couldn't score too many runs. So, I think uh, collectively as a batting unit, um, they couldn't really do well. The bowlers, but they, you know, they didn't manage to do well because they sort of bowled out, for, bowled out New Zealand for uh, 235 to 248, I guess, in the second test match. Um, so, I mean, it was a good effort by the bowlers. Obviously, uh, the Pacers did well. 
but i'm i'm not too sure i guess obviously it was a collective batting failure and uh, we did they'll probably just learn from that but having said that you never know you know because we'll we'll have more foreign tours coming up and i guess these guys will need to play a lot more in foreign conditions to actually get acclimatized rather than winning all the series at home and saying that we're the number one ranked team yeah it it just put into perspective the season we we had at home um where we're yeah. demolishing every team and uh, all right we played some poor teams but yeah the result against south africa i thought was really good despite um the standard of south africa at the moment but i i, I didn't see us lo- um, i wasn't too bothered about the one day as i'll be honest with you you know i i didn't mind losing that but the manner of the defeats in the test matches um i know we don't tour new zealand a lot but i thought the preparation was good in sense we we sent the a team there they had a few weeks extra mm-hmm. uh, some of the batsmen yeah. apujara and uh, sure they had a few extra weeks there um but mm-hmm. is it too simplistic to say it was the conditions it was like mm. playing in england in the spring you know if india came here and played in april may you know there would be swinging conditions and some of our batsmen would struggle is it too simplistic to say it's just the conditions mm. i think it was uh, it was certainly the conditions did play a big role because um, you know obviously with the swinging ball we saw a lot of these guys especially agarwal you know poking a lot outside the off stump mm. and eventually he did edge edge a few and he got uh, i mean he got caught in front of them so i think i, I think the conditions had had a big role to play uh, but obviously you know kyle jamison had a great great debut series yeah. um the man you know sort of really i mean he literally blazed through the indian batting unit and uh, we really had no answer to him so but then again i guess you know um, obviously the openers are very fresh i mean they're very young uh, rohit sharma wasn't there uh, in the series so you know i think a lot of factors did play a role in us losing uh, but i i mean i guess it's just it's just good that it happened at this time because uh, before the next series i think they'll go a lot more prepared and that can only be good for indian cricket Uh, just a couple of talking points on that one um on on that series as well the fact that punt didn't play the uh, limited overs but then played the test series against uh, ahead mm-hmm. of saha um uh-huh. a little bit of strange selections there um, i i think kohli had made it pretty clear that uh, punt will be giving the lo- given the long rope um but yeah i mean obviously it was surprising to see him miss out from the from the limited over series and keep in the test because i think kohli had also mentioned that saha is the number one choice in the test format um but then again pant had done well when india toured england and then india toured australia so i think that's why he was given the nod ahead of saha um so i mean uh, I'm, i'm not too sure what they'll do in the next series because you never know the selection uh, what they decide just before the game so uh, pant pant didn't do too well i guess as well uh, he did get off the starts but then again he did throw his wicket away and um, he was he was okay behind the stumps but i guess you know if if we really talking about someone who's good behind the stumps i think saha is a better mm, choice yeah, yeah. absolutely so i guess in the test format uh, i just feel that saha might actually get the nod for the next series and speaking about limited overs i think kl rahul pretty much sealed his spot all is very happy with uh, what uh, rahul's giving us in the limited overs and uh, given that he's also great with the bat 
I think he's a pretty uh, sure starter in the limited overs format as well. Yes, absolutely. I think he's uh, he's come out of nowhere to seal a place as a um, really useful utility player who can keep and bat anywhere on the order. So he's he's had a brilliant season. Um, Pity got a little bit interrupted at the end. Um, mm-hmm. So really disappointing, but you're not too disheartened by that performance in New Zealand. Um, I mean, I was, you know, I was initially when we did lose both the test matches. But um, I, I think I think it's just obviously a huge learning curve for the team. And uh, I mean, after all of those wins in India, we we had to sort of face a tough challenge in New Zealand. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, but it's good to see that a little positive came out of it. The bowlers were great, as we were discussing, you know, uh, Bumrah, Ishan, uh, Shami, you know, all of these guys were great. So uh, it, it's good to see that, you know, these guys are actually putting in the effort to uh, gel together as a good bowling unit. So I think eventually they will, the batsmen will learn a lot from uh, the situations that they faced and the different uh, ways they had to adapt to the situation and the swing and the seam from the New Zealand pitches. So I think overall it's just good for Indian cricket in the long run. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, got a bit of a long wait now until the next Test series. Um, so we'll yeah. see. Uh, a lot can happen between then, and a lot will happen because, as um, like we said, the IPL, the World T Twenty, uh, is set, scheduled still to happen. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but something that really, really cheered me, cheered me up uh, was, um, of course, my state, um, w- well, state, uh, my uh, Ranji Trophy team winning uh, the tournament for the first time, Sarashra. Um, yep. You were a little bit disappointed with your boys losing in the semi-finals. <laughs> um, I, I followed you on Twitter, and I know you were closely following that game as well. Um, what can you tell us about the semi-finals and final of the Ranji Trophy this year? Um, I, I did follow just the semi-final uh, of ours against uh, Bengal. Um, you know, I, I think uh, we really had Bengal on the ropes. You know, when we had them at uh, sixty-seven for six. But then uh, Shabazz Ahmed and, you know, obviously Anustub Mujumdar, that guy has been in great form. And he actually put together a fantastic partnership with uh, Shabazz. And then Akash Deep in the end uh, really gave him some great, uh, gave him a great hand as well. So, I think I think we lost most of our momentum there. Because from 67 for 6, they got to 312. And, you know, in our effort with the bat, uh, we put in a pretty disappointing performance because we got bowled out for 122. And losing out on the first innings lead is never something, mm. um, you know, great in a Ranji Trophy match because it plays such a big role. But uh, then again, you know, we could have we could have actually put in a lot more pressure on the Bengal batsmen even in the second innings when we had them at 89 for six. But um, they went all the way up, up to you know about 160, 170. So I think it was pretty disappointing in terms of the bowlers being unable to wipe out the tail. Uh, and yeah, I mean, speaking about the final, <laughs> I think um, Pujara's entry into the team really worked in their favour. Uh, although you know he 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 did score a half century, and but but the whole point was they had they had great match winners in the team. You know they had Pujara, Sheldon Jackson's been there for like a very very long time, and Unadkat as a captain had done really really well until the final, and he also did great in the final as well. So I think it was a great all-round performance, and um, obviously Saurashtra did deserve to win eventually. And there was, I mean, there was talk of the uh, disappointing uh, the pitch, 
Um, there was a lot where I read about it. Uh, some of the Bengal players and uh, weren't happy with the uh, pitch at Rajkot. Um, what mm-hmm. did you? Was that fair? Was it just um, because if you look at the scores, the batting it was it wasn't too bad to bat on. You didn't get low scores or anything like that. I was a little bit surprised by those comments. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it was a lot. Uh, I mean, I think it was a little harsh. Um, you know, the way they actually projected the pitch in the end. Um, there, there wasn't much um, much fault in the pitch, so to say. But uh, Rajkot has, you know, has history of producing um, a couple of, uh, if I if I may put it, you know, uh, what, how do I put it? I mean, it has come under controversy mm-hmm. uh, in the past as well. The pitches in Rajkot. So, I mean, it, it was due to happen because the Ranji Trophy final obviously is a huge affair. And uh, when you have big match players playing as well, they you expect it to be of a certain quality. Uh, but, you know, speaking about quality, I felt that the DRS, which they introduced this time, was absolutely very, very disappointing. Right. Um, because, um, I mean, essentially, you're just, you're just giving the umpire another chance at having a look at the same angles that the straight umpire is looking at. So, there was no hotspot, there was no ball tracking, um, you know, there was no, uh, you know, Sniko, there was there was nothing of that sort. It was just another, a couple of more seconds maybe for the third umpire to have a look. And uh, it was pretty disappointing. But then again, there's always a start to everything. So, hopefully they learn from the BCCI do actually, uh, you know, bring in a lot more technology probably in the next season. And um, you mentioned um, Unadkat. Uh, he's been in and out of. Well, he was in uh, the Indian national team as well, and um, he was one mm. of the highest-paid IPL players, I think, last year or the year before. Um, yep. uh, but he's never really cracked it, has he? Uh, but he t- seems like a decent player, all-rounder. Oh yeah, um, he's he's a great guy. You know, uh, he has a great slow ball. He has great variations. Uh, he can really assess the situation well. But I think one thing that's re- one thing that's really not worked in his favor is that he's la- he's leaked quite a bit of runs in the T20 format, uh, especially in the IPL when he's played. Um, so, but obviously this Ranji Trophy win could boost his confidence. And um, even after the match when he was interviewed, he said that he was that his he felt that he was at his peak and he's still looking to sort of land a contract with the Indian Test team. Mm. So. I think that speaks a lot about his mentality and the right space of mind that he's in right now. And um, I mean, but with Bumra, Shami, Umesh, um, you know, Ishan's doing well. Um, I don't really see how he will fit into the scheme of things. But then again, a left left arm pacer is always a valuable asset yeah. in any bowling yeah, attack. Absolutely, so, and he he can bat a bit as well. Um, he might not be yeah. the best, but even with the all-rounder spot, I think with uh, Pandya, and uh, he's gonna not be the first choice. So it might be tough for him to get him. But he's he's been around for a while, and uh, like I said, he's played for the national team before. But he he he, is, mm-hmm. he, he, he keeps uh, fighting back, and we'll see if he can make it. But this was a huge win. Um, I was following this game obviously because it was my boys there, and um, yeah. it, was, it was really incredible to win that in Rajkot as well. Um, in terms of your boys, even though you had um, KL Rahul and um, Barikal, and you know he's had a, a really good season, um, yeah. the batting let them down in the semi-finals. Yeah, the the batting was very poor. You know, uh, as we were discussing, obviously we needed to apply ourselves a lot more better. 
um you know with big names like you mentioned rahul obviously karun nair the captain of the side and manish pandey was back in the team so i felt that we could have obviously um tackled the bengal bowlers but then again you know they were playing in their home ground and ishan porel youngster he's he's obviously um he was obviously high on confidence and he wanted to do well and you know make sure that people are noticing him and uh, that's what he did you know he 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 was great in the first innings he picked up a five wicket haul and in the second innings mukesh picked up a five wicket haul so i think overall it was great that uh, bengal actually could do well in their home ground but in terms of a karnataka perspective the batting was very very poor and uh, i think that that would have been one of the major talking points once the match ended and talking of the season as a whole i mean it seems to have flown by um you know the whole domestic season went very very quickly when you look back um mm. your boys did well in the um the opening st- uh, part of it with the uh, limited overs how do you think the season has been in india in- domestically it's been great you know um obviously a lot of new a lot of youngsters have actually popped at the right time um but uh, you know with the indian team actually sort of um uh, what do i say i mean the indian team looks settled right now Uh, a lot of youngsters are actually there in the team and it's not and it's not like you know there are um, sort of experienced players who could move out in a couple of years um i feel that indian cricket obviously is getting better with every year and this year as well the ranji trophy did produce a lot of exciting talented players and um, and this is only good for the future of indian cricket because you know with with injuries also playing a big part in sport um you never know when devdas padikal might actually get called to play for the indian side if probably let's say shikhar dhawan loses out on his contract or gets injured at some point in time mm. so it's great to see that youngsters are actually taking up the opportunity and rubbing shoulders with some big names in the sport and actually doing a lot better than the senior players as well so that's always good for the constant development of indian cricket Yeah and this is the main thing that I learned from you uh, having covered this season for the first time on the podcast is uh, the depth of ch- uh, uh talent we have um and I think I've said it in previous podcasts if we were allowed two international teams we would have two very good international teams in all the formats um yeah. so that was really heartening and um it was uh, like I said it was a, I think on the cake when Saurashtra won so I don't want to keep on banging on about that since your team lost no, in the no, semi-final. No, no, congrats to you. I mean, it was a very But, well-deserved win. <laughs> I'm glad they've won it for the first time. They've been in the finals and semi-finals before, but to win it and bring the trophy back to Sarasha, it's, uh, like you said, icing on the cake. Um, it's going to be um, a s- strange summer now, obviously, with a lot of unknowns. Um, as mm-hmm. a journalist, how, is it like... refocusing or is it um because we had we have uh, still some uh, shows here and journalists were talking about um you know they'll have more time to do some in-depth stories and st- uh, things like that because otherwise it's 24/7 pretty much get, there's something going on in sports but now there Correct. isn't so um what's ahead for you in the next few months um i think obviously the big focus is on the IPL and the Tokyo Olympics um but with the coronavirus sort of bringing a halt to all sporting events um i i feel that it is going to be extremely um you know hectic over the next few months 
uh hopefully all of this clears out and we have clarity on wh- what's going to happen when so that we can actually prepare for it um you know there were also talks of a kabaddi world cup happening in march but that's a distant uh, distant dream so to say and there was also the pkl which is supposed to happen in july but um now with everything being pushed i'm not too sure how they're going to accommodate all these tournaments so mm. um i mean i think the biggest focus for me personally will be the two events that is the ipl and the tokyo olympics so obviously i'm still looking out for clarity as to when what will happen and uh, probably take it as it goes yeah i think uh, we're pretty much in the same boat um hopefully we'll get some clarity soon um and positive uh, you know in way uh, one last question what do you think about mm-hmm. um having these tournaments closed or do you think it's worth doing that Uh, I can tell you as a spectator that it's okay with me but when you speak about the fans perspective if if they know that there's a match happening in the city then they definitely want to go watch it but um if you're talking purely in terms of the health concerns then I guess you know uh, they were considering playing the uh, Premier League behind closed doors Bundesliga and you know they were actually considering even the IPL behind closed doors and a lot of the Olympic qualifiers happened behind closed doors so um I mean again that also sees a huge dip in revenue so mm. in terms of all of that uh, I don't think is the greatest of strategies but if if you really need to um you know get a tournament done and you know you just want to get that out of the way um I think it's it's still okay but in terms of a consumer perspective I don't think it's the greatest of ideas no I I don't think even if um, it's covered on TV it'll be the same I mean I can just imagine um well the the premier league if they were to play the football premier league if they were to play beyond closed doors and you watch it on tv because there's no atmosphere in the stadium mm-hmm. it will just yeah. not be the same we just had a, pro, a europa league where Man- manchester united were playing in a beyond closed doors and it was just mm-hmm. just not the same uh, it is the spectators that make the sport it's the atmosphere that, that yeah. they generate i mean if you have the uh, pkl beyond closed doors um you'd be hearing the um, the 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 players but no crowd i don't think it'll be the same uh, watching it even on tv um so i'm not sure about that um but financially here they were talking about even the county cricket club because especially my mm-hmm. county here leicestershire who play in the second division financially the uh-huh. teams in the second division are going to struggle if they don't play county cricket i mean there's even rumors that the only thing that will happen is the 100 because they've invested mm-hmm. so much money in that um Absolutely. and the yeah. um t20 blast might be the only two tournaments that happen this year because there's not enough time to finish the others so um it's mm-hmm. going to be tough for the clubs as well financially we'll see which one because um like i said at the start all the sports here are either in the middle or about to start and nothing's happening so it's it's going to be very tough financially for the clubs and the county cricket clubs and uh, the various rugby and football clubs down the uh, uh, league so it's it's very very tough times in every aspect uh, especially in europe at the moment absolutely i, I think um, a lot of a lot of events worldwide have obviously been cancelled or pushed and um, eventually when it all happens it could be very very hectic for all of us <laughs> so hopefully that isn't the case and we get clarity soon so that we can actually plan to cover a couple of events or you know even follow them so yeah let's see hopefully it works out for the best yes absolutely we have to stay positive we have to stay united and uh, keep our spirits up uh prasan it's been an absolute pleasure uh, very cathartic for me to speak to you 
um, in the situation where we are in the UK. I pray to God in India back home for you and your family. You stay safe and um, we get through this together. Absolutely. Same here. Um, you know, it's very tough times for all of us, obviously, as sports lovers and as a general community. It's very hard for us to digest what's really happening. But uh, I think it's best that we stay together. And obviously, all all of my prayers are with you guys as well. And hopefully we get through this together and we start discussing some real sports sometime soon. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining us. I really appreciate it. Stay safe, my friend, and I will we'll hopefully speak to you very soon. Yeah, cheers, same here. Take, Take care. care.